Hey there, this is Andrew bringing you another Keyforge deck reveal and review. This is going to be a Dark Tidings deck. Got the name coming out on the right side here. That's a good sign. We have Newt Alien of the Hovering Mirage. Well, I'm going to guess Star Alliance, Shadows, and Logos. Star Alliance, Logos, and Untamed, not Shadows. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, I'm expecting, hopefully, some deck efficiency in Logos, maybe some archives, some board efficiency, maybe a little deck efficiency in the Star Alliance, some board wipes, maybe, um, and then burst in Untamed. And this could be this could be a really great rush deck if we get you know the right combination of cards. So we'll see what happens, but this could be great. We'll just have to see. All right, uh, let's open it. We'll start with Logos. Ooh, Chronophage. That's some nice uh, player control there. Three power beast robot that says your opponent's creatures and artifacts gain Omega. That's cool. All right. I like that. Mind bullets, I don't love as much. It's flexible. I don't, I don't hate having one. Armadrone with a draw on it. It probably means we're going to get an Infomorph. Um, fight Steel 1. Yeah, it's okay. We have Bilge Warden for some Tide Control. Got an E-Die. That's a good sign. Play archive a card and it makes your opponent's keys cost plus one for each card in your archives. Got a second E-Die. That's making me happy. Not a third one, but we do have final analysis. And that's interesting because if we have a big board out, we might be able to do something like final analysis and draw back into the E-Dies or things like that. So that could be cool. Uh, kills the whole board. Each player draws a card for each creature they control that was destroyed this way. Um, yeah, very nice. We have Hydro Cataloger, an artifact with an amber that gives a has people archive the top card of the deck after they raise the tide. There's our Infomorph that gives us two draw enhancements, and it's a four-power creature. We've got an Information Exchange to steal one or maybe two. And then P.I. Sweven, who draws three after she reaps if the tide is high. One more Logos card, I think. Submersive Principle. Okay, so burn some amber. And we have a little bit of archives here, but not a ton. So um, those E-Dies are going to get us archives. The Hydro Cataloger might get us a little. And then, uh, you know, then we're going to be, if we switch the tide, we'll get it from Hydro Cataloger. But so will the opponent. Um, we don't have any really big stuff here. We'll see if we get any taunt. I don't think we're likely to get taunt in the other houses. Maybe we get like a secure droid to protect the chronophage, but we'll have to see. All right. So we should be in uh, Star Alliance next. Yeah, and we start with a cheetah. Okay, so this is a three power robot with elusive. And while the tide is high, its neighbors gain elusive. It's a little risky here because your opponent can always just take the tide and then the elusive's gone. So it's not... It's not real protection. It just increases the cost of killing your stuff. Selective preservation is pretty cool. Uh, when you play it, you choose a creature of each power value and destroy each creature not chosen. So if you have disparate value uh, power values among your creatures, it's, it's great. 
either we have a two, three, four, more threes though, a one, two, three. Chronophage and Edai both being three. Ah, makes it a little iffy. Static Collection Array, I don't love this card, but I think it's, it's you should always play it, almost. It's an artifact with an amber. It says that your keys cost minus one while the tide is high and plus one while the tide is low. Um, the maximum penalty this can give you uh, in a vacuum is three. Um, but that means your opponent is controlling the tide, and so if we're controlling the tide too, then there's going to be back and forth. That's going to be expensive for them to do that. You get it late. You know, if you already have two keys, it's almost certainly worth playing this. The only way this could really come back to bite you is if, you know, the opponent has, let's say they have uh, too much to protect and also can, can uh, increase your cost to seven, then you'd be sad. Together says you may play a non-Star Alliance card, but if the tide is high, you may play another non-Star Alliance card. So that, that could get some of your logo stuff out on the board quickly. Karkar is giving us some taunt. It has hazards too, so it's a really nice taunt creature. That's great. Lieutenant Walmart, I mean Valmart, uh, makes keys cost plus three during your opponent's next turn anytime he does anything. So that's pretty cool. Officer's Blaster gives a creature plus two power. And destroyed, attach the blaster to the creature's right neighbor. It has an amber pip. It also has a draw icon. You only get those when you play it, not when it bounces. But, um, but yeah, nice effect to give creatures extra power. Could be good on the Karkar. Could be good on the Chronophage as well. Or the Edis. Got another Officer's Blaster. Very nice. Ooh, and then Ro Rocketeer Triska, who is a four-power human that says, while the tide is high... Rocketeer Triska's Neighbors Interplay Ready. That's really nice. Um, maybe get... Well, you, you can use it on your Star Alliance stuff. But uh could also be great for the P.I. Swevin. Maybe the Armadrone. Got another one. Nice. Science Officer Chinkan is a two-power everything. Alien Proxima and Scientist with Elusive. And after a player chooses an active house which matches no cards in place, steal one. Uh, final analysis could be a great way to set that kind of back up, um, although you'd kill it in the process, so maybe not. And Shield You Later is a three-power robot with two armor, but can be played as an upgrade, giving the creature it's attached to plus two armor. So you combine that with the officer's blasters, and suddenly you have a plus four power, plus two armor creature. That's That's not bad. All right, and then into Untamed, we're getting the Pokemon here. We have Chennel, one power, Hazardous six, Bombix, Amber Pip, two power, six armor, Fifalda, Amber, nine power. Uh, when you play each, the what you're supposed to do is play Chennel, play Bombix. Play Fafalda, and each one destroys the previous one. But if the other one's not out, then it, then they'll destroy themselves. However, if you have the earlier stage out and it's ready, you can action it to return the later stage. That's kind of cool. But I've almost never seen Fafalda come out all the way onto the board. Um, it is that's some amber though. We have Cross Porpoises, great card. Action with an amber play, raise the tide, and rage two enemy creatures. Always good. We got a Fangtooth Cavern. Cool. Destroy the least powerful creature at the end of your turn. Ooh, Ritual of Balance gives us a little way to steal. And also All Tied Up gives us another way to raise the tide or just generate two amber. Um, so that's good ramping there. 
unexpected burst. Persistence hunting. Choose a house. Exhaust each enemy creature if the chosen house. That's pretty good in the right circumstance. Reap or sow. You choose one. You either ready and reap with a friendly creature or you give three plus one power counters to creatures distributed as you choose. Um, who would I want to reap with? I might want to... Hmm. Ready and reap with Walmart. Or... Yeah, Swevin. I think that's about it. Those are the only ones that would really matter other than just getting a single amber. The fittest makes our stuff bigger. That's great. We've got a youngest bear. It's a two-power beast that says reap. You may reap with one of the youngest bear's neighbors. That's a good reaper so target. And lastly, another youngest bear. So um, let's see here. I like the stuff in here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Hmm. 12 expected amber is a little low. Um, final analysis could work out okay, but um, I think it's a little iffy. Hopefully we get good uh, archive options when we play those E-dies. Um, but... Not a lot of amber control options here, though. Like, I think once the opponent has amber, we can increase the key cost, but only by so much, and and then we're toast. So um, I think it's going to have fairly low A. And what do I expect here um, in terms of SAS? I think this one is, is likely to be another kind of mid-60s, maybe, maybe a 63. So let's pause and we'll find out. All right, well, uh, Sass just continues to disagree with me. I guess like a 63 for this one, but uh, but Sass says that it's much higher, says that it's a 70. Um, I think it looks like largely because of that high efficiency, which is pretty reasonable. There's there's quite a lot of efficiency going to happen there, especially because of the Triskas. Uh, maybe if you get the youngest bears to fire, I mean, that'd be pretty great. Uh, so yeah, that's I think that's kind of reasonable. No artifact control, unfortunately, and just moderate creature control. Really not as high as you might want. Um, but 18 expected amber, that's enough to forge three keys, and you probably sneak a couple other ones out here and there. Um, yeah, so probably um, forges three by the time it flips most of the time, although that that high speed hard to tell um, and if we can protect if we can land and protect the chronophage that would that would really be nice um, yeah so anyway that was newt alien of the hovering mirage hope you enjoyed it and that you will get out and forge some keys